Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Yay, how are you, my friend? Good. Good, feeling accomplished. I, I actually left my house three days in a row for extended periods of time. Oh. <laughs> Go figure. My gosh. I know. What was that all about? Oh, I had all kinds of stuff going on this week. Um, you know, and of course, I'm already forgetting what was what. Um, <laughs> something Friday. Oh, I went and saw Fahrenheit 11 9. Oh. The Michael yes. Moore movie with a, 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 a local friend and her husband. And then. Thursday or no Saturday oh Saturday I went to a celebration of local women and their achievement and one of my friends one of my dear friends won an award for woman of the year for her giving back to the community my friend Michelle I I knew it was gonna be I knew exactly which friend of yours it was gonna be right away I was like oh that sounds exactly like something Michelle should have won this year exactly yeah and uh it was wonderful I got out to you Michelle you're a superstar whoop whoop Mm -hmm. our dancing queen the Sedona dancing queen right um she's I got her an affirmation deck as a gift for her achievement. Nice. And um, yeah, it was pretty. It's a, a, a artist who does kind of like a collage art. It's beautiful. Anyway, the card she she played with the deck and pulled a card and it was worthy, which I nice. thought was perfectly appropriate. So yeah, very, that very was fun nice. Saturday. And then Sunday, oh, Sunday was, um, there is a... This weekend, this past weekend, and this will be, I should give dates because I know we post um, different times from when we record. Right. So it was the weekend of the 21st through the 23rd, and the 21st was International Peace Day, the 21st of September. September. Yeah. And um, for International Day of Peace, Sedona is an international city of peace. It's a Mm -hmm. designation. It has certain requirements that we've met. So we do quite a bit of event, different events around town and group meditation. Some other friends of mine did some events Friday night. And on Sunday, I participated in an event called the Human Book Project. And it is to work on eliminating stereotypes Mm -hmm. and some of the people there it was amazing they had people representing the transgender community um conservatives last year we had the police chief this year we had the fire chief um so just just to have conversations about 
meeting people that maybe you wouldn't meet or agree with. So it was very interesting. I was there and my stereotype was stoner. Right. And it was funny. Some people didn't even know what that word meant. <laughs> That's funny. That just, yeah. just, just goes to show you uh, so much about Sedona. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, and I was there where they were about half hour sessions. I lost kind of where the numbers were, but I think they were like half hour sessions. And I had someone at each of my sessions and we all have a table and people can choose what book they want to come. Basically you're considered an open book. Right. So they can ask you anything they want about the topic. You can tell them none of your business. You can, if someone's aggressive or, you know, like they're just to fight with you about your topic, you could mm. just, it's called closing the book <laughs> and leave. <laughs> But I didn't have any of that. There right. was none of that. So I had um, all kinds of interesting people at my table. And we have a, a school here that's a internationally renowned school called the Verde Valley School. And they um, were called the timekeepers. They came and volunteered to just to keep track of the time so we could talk and not have to watch the clock. Um, but it changes your topic when you're talking about cannabis and you have a 16 year old at your table, you know what I mean? Like it, and, and I actually was prepared for it this year because this is my second year participating last year when I did it, the last group of people that came to my table were all the timekeepers from the high school, which completely had me flummoxed. I didn't know how exactly I should be talking to underage people about cannabis. Right. So, so that happened this time too. I had an, a foreign exchange student who was attending school, um, at, at this particular high school. And, uh, he's from China mm-hmm. and speaks pretty, pretty good English. Uh-huh. I mean, I was quite amazed that we were able to get as far as we were in the conversation, given that Cannabis isn't even something that they are are aware of in China. There is no cannabis, he said. <laughs> and right. of course there probably is. Right. But you know what I mean. And then we had some discussions about how it used to be part of Chinese medicine 6,000 years ago. And, you know, and we talked about prohibition. And he really had a lot of questions about prohibition and how it came about. And that was really interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, it made my mind work. And then I had one couple sat down and all they wanted to talk about was the stock market, which I was fine with. It was interesting in talking about the the business side of it. And then their conversation, one kind of like my household, one person in the couple was a cannabis consumer and one was not. Um, And they are dual residents. They live here and, and I believe it was one of the M states. I always call it one of the M states. Michigan, <laughs> right. Minnesota. Right. Uh, I think it was Minnesota, but it could have been Michigan. Um, so the differences in the rules, because he has a card in both places, and that's a concentrate only. We talked about their model. They only have like two places you can purchase. It's really hard to get a card. Sounds like the model is exactly like New York State's uh-huh. cannabis model. Um so that was interesting. I had another lady that, you know, one of the our our usually our key demographic that that visits us at Pot of Wellness, um, a woman in the probably over fifty, maybe over sixty, age group, 
looking for pain relief for her spouse and looking for information to share with her husband who is starting to get open-minded about the topic, which we have a lot of those people in general and what that kind we talk of questions to. did she have for you? Just so I she think was... it's good for us sometimes to remember what are those beginner questions and, you know, let's answer them again really quick. <laughs> Absolutely. And I spent a lot of my time, and again, why I made a lot of the right. blog posts I have on the the blog to help people with that basic stuff. But I do love, you know, being with that person one-on-one. I like even better the fact that I know in a half an hour, everybody leaves and I have new people. Right, <laughs> so, exactly. you know, it's, it's short and to the point. Um, her questions were related. Interestingly enough, um, besides getting her card, uh-huh. once she got her card, given that in the area that we live, there's limited options as opposed to where you live, where there's right. an abundance of options of so where to buy. Right. And then, um, she had actually been, I wouldn't say she's uninformed, she, but she's probably more informed than a lot of people at her level of looking into this, mm-hmm. had concerns about legality, had been hearing rumblings about nothing was legal anymore if you didn't smoke. And mm-hmm. so we had, you know, a conversation about the Jones case. Um, and for those of you who haven't maybe heard another of our podcast, the Jones case was out of a Yavapai County appeals court. Um, regarding the legal status of concentrates, which includes edibles, topicals, anything other than flour. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can read more about that. And we'll put so a link in our Sh- info. Sheila Polk, for the record, your constituents are concerned about your standpoint on this because they would like to have legal, accessible medicine. Safe. That they can use without having to smoke. Everybody doesn't want to smoke a joint, Sheila Polk. So they don't. And this lady, you know, she wants to get a topical to put it on her right um, husband's back where he's having discomfort, and the pharmaceuticals are not working, and they make him mean. Mm -hmm. Her words, not mine. Right. Um, and we've both experienced that with patients as well, that, sure. you know, that side effects is definitely an alternate, alternate personality and not a um, good one. No. And I, I even not recognize it when I bad, took them, but I mean, come on, it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Generally speaking, you know, it's gotten to the stage where somebody could be acting irrational and you can look at them and you can determine if it's emotional, irrational or if it's an opioid irrational. Right. And I mean, right off the bat, opioids cause constipation, don't they? Um, and anybody Which makes you cranky. constipated is an asshole or the opposite of one. <laughs> or thinking about theirs a lot. You know what I'm saying? However the case may be. Cannabis yeah. doesn't have that side effect, BT dubs. <laughs> Stay regs. Uh, Stay regs. Stay regs. So, yeah. That was... That was um, let me think who my last, I'm trying to think. Oh, my very first table was a young teacher. Um, and I don't know who the other girl was. I think I kept trying to ask. I don't know if I ever got a straight answer. <laughs> think about it. She's like, eh, I don't want to tell you too much right now. Also very Sedona. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a. She probably knew who they you were. were. 
She's probably been to your restaurant too. like a million times and stuff. That was funny too. I did end up bringing up because you know they kind of like, well, where the hell did you come from? Kind of in the community, you know, you know, it's right. not. They didn't straight out say that. But yeah. Um, and also, listeners, I work from home. I do own a restaurant in Sedona, but my husband is the actual operator on a daily basis, and I'm the behind the scenes person, which we both love. Also, I'm the. He, everybody thinks my husband is the cranky one, right. and that he's there being cranky. He's actually really the nice, kind one he's <laughs> when so it comes sweet. to the restaurant. He's the sweetest. Um, yeah, he may have a scouty face, but he will give you the shirt off his I back mean, if he thinks and you I need it more. I wouldn't f with him personally. That's my no, position, and that's the, but, you know that's why he's learned to have that face. It's <laughs> just to give people a warning, like that's right. look the but I get it. When it comes to daily interactions at the restaurant, I am not there because I am cranky, and it's best for all of us that I am the behind the scenes woman. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're both really good with that. But people in the community see me at events maybe four or five times a year. I have certain things that I like to go to and my energy does not get too frustrated around these events. So I love to participate in them. And that's when I usually meet people and they're like, Oh, I've met your husband, but I've never met you. Like, Yeah. Well, here I am. I'm a fucking unicorn. He doesn't mind being phony. I, it causes me great physical harm. Right. Um, question for you on that note. Have yes. you done your Myers-Briggs or the free version BT-dubs is 16personalities.com? Have you done no, that No, I've before? done it. Yeah, yeah. And what are your letters? Oh, I've looked this up. Hold on. It's in my Yeah, look notes. it up I while have... we're talking about other stuff, but I really want to know. I personally, I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm an INTJ. Okay. Which is extremely rare. I'm an INTJ, but my T is actually like a 49% to 51%, or I'm sorry, 51-49 with the F. So I'm an INTJ on the border of being an INFJ, which probably means nothing to you right now, this minute. But the more I've learned about it, the more it's like fascinating to learn. Uh, I especially like this specific little personality test. I'm going on a tangent right now because why I'm smoking Clementine today. BT Dubs, oh, yeah, one we of didn't my talk about faves. That. Okay, what are you All smoking? Right. I am smoking Triple X OG. Ooh, yummy yum. And it happens to be packaged in a Dutchie, go figure. I was going to say, that sounds like a Dutchie strain. It is my last. I think I have a Gorilla Wreck Dutchie hidden in this house somewhere. Like a in case of emergency in break the, glass. You'll find it at the best moment. Well, that's why I think I put it somewhere. Like, it's either in my nightstand or a nooner. <laughs> so, <laughs> However you want to read that. <laughs> so, uh, so my favorite thing about this particular set of like, oh, here it personality is. types thing yes. is that it's really actually quite easy to extrapolate who everybody is on some level. Because all you have to understand is the two letters for each of the four, you know, you need to understand the I versus E. You need to understand N versus S. Uh, you need to understand T versus J. And you need to understand um, P ver- I'm sorry, T versus F and J versus P, right? So it's 16 total p- possible combinations, but it's really only eight details you need to remember and then you can actually like understand people as soon as you hear their letters so much better right 
So I'm curious so let's now, do what mine. is your letters? Yeah, I want to know. And then you can use mine to I'm gonna see explain if I can that tell again. You anything more. Yeah. Did you guess mine yet? Since you're uh, good at this? No, I, I'm not saying I'm guess. I'm not guessing anybody. Uh, I think you should guess. I think it. I, I feel like I, it's a bar game all of a sudden. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I guess I would probably put you like a... I would probably say, dang, that's hard. I think you're an INFP, maybe. You are so close. One oh. letter off. Ah, oh. FJ. Are you a J instead? Nope. Oh, uh -uh. it's a T. E. It's an E instead of an I. Oh, it's an E. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see that. I wonder what your numbers are. Do you have them there? I wonder how close you are to an I. Let's see. I don't know if I have numbers. I have a 16-page report. Yeah, yeah, don't so don't worry about it. Um, anyway, Let me see if it's in the it table would be of like content. the graphic or something at the very beginning mm -hmm. that just, like, shows where you fell on, this, on the scale of each letter. Usually. But anyways, okay, so you are an ENFP. That's what you are, ENFP? Yeah. So that's interesting because E is extroversion, right? <clears throat> I'm guessing that you're more towards the midline of that and maybe that you've become more introverted. How long ago did you take the test? Uh, I don't know if there's a date on here. It's been in the last couple of years. Since you've been in Sedona, you think? Yeah. So I'd be yeah. interested to see maybe if you, if you went in and did that again, like today or something, I'd be interested to see if it's exactly the same or not first. Because this test does change. Um, it changed on me significantly over time. Um, and it's not that the test changes, it's that we change sometimes. We kind of adjust, we mature, we go through experiences and sometimes, you know, we, we kind of change. It's not necessarily a set in stone type of thing. Um, gotcha. but, but it does speak to kind of our, our nature, our tendencies, I think, um, at whatever stage in life we are when we take it. So N is, um, like intuitive versus uh sensing i think is the words uh which yeah that's definitely you i mean i was right so i guess i know right i freak people out with the intuitive shit lately yeah right me too then t versus j t is think i'm sorry t versus f t is thinking f is feeling and you are you feel things uh mm -hmm. versus me i'm a thinker I think about things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was cracking yeah, up I don't the like other it. day. I don't even I don't listen... like that stuff in my head. Yeah, I don't even listen to music and stuff in my car a lot of times. Um, I'll listen to audiobooks, which is good, but the truth is I was like I was like, damn I love my thoughts. My thoughts are like a freaking warm, cozy, awesome, adventurous, like freaking colorful ass place to live. <laughs> yeah is that weird <laughs> uh, i was thinking it, it might be but you know who has whatever yeah exactly that's yeah. what it is so i am t and you are f uh feeling uh so you feel things you'd have to dig into more but you get the general oh idea. no i don't like uh, yeah i don't once i I'm, I'm i'm a quick decision maker too i'm not somebody that's gonna I'm not going to dwell on it after the fact and I'm not going to dwell on it before the fact. Right. I kind of get the information I think I need to make the decision, make the decision and I'm on, mm -hmm. you know, less of a thinking about it or pondering. Mm 
mm-hmm. for very long. I feel like if it sits in my head too long, it's going to be a problem. It's got to get out. In and out, pal. In and out. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I see my thoughts as, like, a cocoon that I've created that I like. Nope. Okay, in and so out. in and out. Yeah, yeah. Then P versus J is perceiving versus judging, and I said you were perceiving, right? I said P. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perceiving versus judging. I am a J. So I am more. I'm very more judgmental on things. I, I make judgments on things. I think about things and I make judgments. You feel things and you perceive uh, them. Perfect, right? I, I feel mean, like that's right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's just really interesting to me to see. Uh, it's interesting to me to see personally right now I'm on a path in my life where I'm realizing and understanding what kind of personality types work best for me in terms of the different, let's call it, you know, relationship needs I might have in my life. I don't know. Everybody has that, right? That's not crazy to say that. <laughs> The witch state again? Uh, you know, like the relationship needs. Like, I, I don't think like a husband or a wife should be an everything to a person, right? Right. I feel like we have different types of things we want or need in our life and in our relationships, and different types of people might be able to fill those needs. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, you know, my husband and I. We talk business, but we don't do business together because we have done it already (laughs) and we know it's not the best match for us. Like we'd rather not do that with each other. Um, And so honestly, we don't even talk business that much. We talk more about our personal, you know, work experiences, but um, whatever. And we probably have a middle of a road on that. We talk all business all the time because we, in the restaurant business, you don't have an option of living it yeah um but we don't talk about it on an unemotional level Uh we talk about it how it affects people and you know like it's a a deeper than just a number conversation as well you know it's our community impact and you know what are we doing and what are we working on and oh that's a cool picture and repairs and maintenance and so it's an all consuming for sure it's everything. but it's not all we talk about right it yeah but it does involve everything i mean it's the right. future it's the present it's it's a lot of stuff right now so yeah always yeah, yeah. it's you know and this it's a such a people driven industry anyway right that you know you have either customers you're talking about or employees you're talking about or vendors you're talking about but it's still the people part of it right and i think that's where i balance him out in person i'm a get the fuck out my face kind of person right. um in conflict yeah I, I i that i prefer to be given to me you know in different manners than yeah. confrontation i don't think sure. that bothers you as much no not but at for all. me i'm like mm-hmm. right and it is so totally in the... reflective of our personality types the way that i handle right. conflict versus the way that you feel about it or whatever like we both are right. our professionals we both handle our stuff yeah i haven't slapped anybody ever. yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> right, we right. both grown right. we're both professionals you know whatever but but i don't like but it at a core yeah. level and how we feel about it in the moment and how it feels coursing through our bodies so to speak 
uh, and our behavior is a reflective of our reaction to avoidance of pain. So, you know, you're going to do that. So I am better though at, I, because, and and I, I do count my training. I was in the past, I have been an investigator, um, and an investigation supervisor. And so I have an ability to see things again, probably part of the personality Mm -hmm. to see things from multiple angles and when not put in a position of confrontation, I'm better able to mm-hmm. point out to my husband how someone may be feeling in the situation that he hasn't noticed. Yeah. Had I been in the situation and been confronted, I'd have been, you know, hind back or neck hairs raised up and yeah. ready to defend rather than open to seeing Sure. How that person may I have I think that's definitely felt. your FP. That's that's definitely your FP coming in. Although your N, your your intuition uh, there, that also plays into that. But um, yeah, that feeling and perceiving strength are those personalities. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's awesome yeah. in you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Fun stuff. Fun oh, stuff. What were you up to? Anything to report? We, we kind of skipped over your... Uh, well, portion of the check-in, <laughs> you know, which we can do if you feel <laughs> our topic this week is self-care, right? And yeah. to be honest, all this <clears throat> self-care for me, like understanding who I am, what I need, <clears throat> what I want, you know, um, I've been talking about that to so many people in the past couple weeks, right? Just the phrase, but what do you want? Right. And I, and that's something that I've been working on for a couple of years. I'm still not sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's just something I don't think we stop and talk about. And it's such a part of self-care because you, you can't give yourself what you need if you don't know what you want. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, life has ups and downs, right? In this last couple of years for me, for my family, et cetera, it's been a lot of ups and downs, right? And the downs yeah. have been like way down there, you know, and... You know, the ups have been cool. Nothing like outrageous, but you know, okay, awesome. Staying right up here, trying to stay positive, stay moving forward. But it's like, you know, stuff hits you, hits people, you know, stuff hits us. And uh, we experience things that hit harder sometimes. And, you know, that's a good time to stop and reflect. (laughs) What do I want? Like, okay, I just got knocked off balance. Like, I thought everything was going a certain way. And it wasn't. And that's all right. Uh, Because, you know, that's life. That's how life goes. So, shoot, do I climb back up on that thing I was standing on that I just got knocked off of? Or do I, you know, go jump over on something else now at this point? Like, I'm I'm down here already anyways. (laughs) Yeah, let me take a re let me reevaluate. Yeah, right. And I think too, and you're a good example of it, but in general, a lot of times when we're going through those ups and downs and the goods are meh, the goods are unfortunately sometimes like for you, there have been some good stuff, but they're more on the material side of the good stuff. They haven't necessarily yeah. been the like the emotional the healing have been on thing the health side and like real emotions and, yeah i right. feel like that's yeah not uncommon is the only reason i pointed out mm-hmm. and that a lot of times um we forget to it takes a lot of time for that emotional stuff to heal 
Right. And it's, you know, doesn't mean everything else has to stop or, but sure. we, we can't have an expectation of ourselves to be better because we decide we're done in that place. <laughs> like yeah. I keep saying, you know, my health has been what a 20 year adventure now almost. Right. Um, I mean a lifetime, but yeah. Chronic illness wise, like almost 20 years, 99. Yeah. 20 years next year. And I still haven't come to grips with exactly how I'm supposed to be. You know, I vacillate <laughs> right. from this is a lesson. I've chosen this path for this lifetime to learn patience and balance, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. And other days I'm like, fuck you, Porphyria. Fuck doctors. Fuck all this shit. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, days when I have to miss out on things and I just politely pass when I damn well want to go, but I can't cause it's outdoors and I don't know if there'll be shade. Right. I'm pretty sure there won't be shade. So, you know, I, I'm just thinking at myself as an example, I'm, I'm almost 20 years into this trying to figure out and yeah, I'm closer. I'm better <laughs> at it. But I, I still don't fucking get it. Right. You know? Right. It's just, we just so we moving. can't rush it. Right. Just yeah. keep, just it's keep how moving. You get just up. one step, one step at a time, one step at a time. And keep asking yourself one what you want. Right. What you what want. Do you what want? do I want? So, yeah, what do I, I mean, want? self-care. What do you want? Start with who are you? You know, I mean, I think that that can help. Like, uh, I'm not saying base your life choices off of personality tests online, right? No, not no. saying that. I'm saying take the time to dive into you. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite mm -hmm. exercises that I do and that I share with clients all the time because I am a consultant as well, um, a business consultant. So the inner child exercise, right? And I actually really have people start with like, Think of yourself at an age when you really thought you had the whole world in front of you. You were totally innocent and pure and just, you know, wonderful. And, you know, what age would you say that is? Um, and people say all different ages, 3, 5, 12, you know, because whether they know it or not, subconsciously on some kind of level, they know when stuff started happening or whatever That's what pops up yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying that's like the they... first thing that popped up in my head when i was thinking how would you come up with that number and i thought when was that first time Before. they fucking grown-ups let you down exactly exactly when you still felt yeah. like you were just an innocent pure child right so right. people all have different ages and i try to tell them get a picture of yourself at that age and um, carry it with you. And I can't take credit for this exercise. I mean, everybody in the world probably uses it. I don't know where. But I got it personally from the Clarks, the amazing Clarks, who are my personal um, life love coaches for the last 10 plus years. We won't talk about that. Uh, how many, no. We won't yeah. talk about how old I am. But um, the amazing Clarks.com, they're amazing. Um, but yeah, carry that picture around with you for, you know, five days, three days, five days a week, as long as you can really. Um, and just talk to that person, that child, you know, talk to, for me, it was her, obviously she was a girl and I still am. I've heard this exercise as well from other people too. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It That was a good starting place for me. It's a dang shame how old I was before I did something like that. I'll tell you that. It is a dang on shame. I should have done that I when I was to... like 22. <clears throat> <laughs> She's a good uh, little avatar to keep in your mind to pull up when Ugh. your self-talk is going downhill. Yes, exactly. And you remind yourself, would you talk to that little girl like that? Does exactly. she need to hear that shit? And that usually gets me out of it that. It developed a relationship for me with her. You know, that process of doing that. And granted, it was some right. years ago, but it developed a special relationship for me with myself that was different than Ten. one I'd ever had before. The tender side. Yeah. And just the innocent, worthy self that is, you know, that is me, that is loved by, you know, for me, God, you know. Right. I call myself an agnost, but, uh, you know, I'm probably a Christian agnost, if you want to say that. So. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's pretty easy to love her. It's very easy. You know, so when right. I remember her as me and we chit chat right. about that and we kind of and I stay focused on that. It's not hard for me, honestly, to take a blow and keep moving. It's kind of unnerving right. on some levels. Right. Because, I mean, I have to balance out that my personality type and this is why knowing or understanding your personality types or understanding these things can help you understand where you might have weak <coughs> spots. Right. Because my personality type would have me be like, okay, take a, take a knock. Okay. Stand up. Keep on going. Da, 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 da. No problem. Everything is cool. Everything is good. <laughs> I had to sing my song. Come on now, girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sing it. Sing it. But you know what I'm saying? And just, I mean, maybe just the song might be, you know, my version of working on the railroad. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, uh, not reflective of any necessarily real joy, more a tool that I found to help me move through difficult things, right? It's just a tool. Oh, good. Sing a cool song. Happy song. Keep moving forward. Yay. Here we are. Next step. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it's like... uh, Okay, okay, I probably do that. <laughs> Very Ellie McBeal. Is it? So I loved her, by the way. She was literally yeah, she one had, of my favorites of all time. She had theme songs. That was, I mean, yeah, she was mine too. Love her. Life changing. But yeah, she had, they all had their own theme songs, and there was yeah. like the Barry White tune. And, I yeah. mean, yeah. Very life. Ellie McBeal. Life. <laughs> so, um,. But sometimes you do have to have this FP thing or you have to think about other people and understand when things, you know, feel a certain way or if they really do hurt, you know, make sure to address those things and not just try to let it heal up and leave scar tissue. Right. Right. You're just going to end up going back later. Yeah. Go ahead and treat it properly. That should be just... It can be another tool. It's okay for that to just be another tool, but go ahead and treat it. Apply salve, you know, heal the wound up properly, deal with it, and then you can keep trucking. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So, and that's part this of this is my new mature me. <laughs> uh... it, but it's the it it really is self care is not something that people. I, I it's definitely becoming more aware. Um. Now there's a lot more talk hashtag self care, you know, a lot right. more of it. But it doesn't and and doesn't 
have to mean a whole big process that you have to do every night. You know, the I was at one seminar where they had the goddess hour. The goddess hour. Oh, okay. Or the morning this or that. Or the midday blah, blah, blah. You know, it doesn't... you wake up at 3 a.m. so you can have your own three-hour god window. (laughs) Yeah, I just think in the real world, we don't have to make everything so freaking complicated. Right. And... Being self-aware is one of the easiest steps to self-care. Like you can just kind of slip into your regular day. It's not yeah. like you have to have a process. Right. That's that's kind of the point of that, too, that you don't have to make self-care a big... Like, for me, like I, I was saying, for the last couple of years, the only really resolution, quote-unquote, because I don't really do that. Um, right. But... When I when people ask or when I talk about it, or whatever, it's always the same thing. It's or for the last couple of years it has been. It's just trying to figure out what I like because I've been taking care of my kids and husbands and illness and avoiding stuff because of illness or this or that or whatever mm-hmm. reason that I don't know what I really like or what I've just learned to adapt to and it right. thought I liked right, but I really don't and and stuff holding on to stuff. Um, and we both moved in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So a process of clearing out, mm-hmm. I still have piles that I'm going through three years later, still purging and purging. And I have probably another year left to go to purge, but that's all self care as well. You know, right. being still and realizing what you need and don't need and what you do like and what's in your life because you've chosen it. What's just stuck itself to your life along the way. Right. There's things that just attach themselves to you and you kind of just sort of know they're there, but they've worked their way into your normal routine that really don't serve you. Right. Don't, they don't serve your family. So yeah, I've found a lot of those little things that, you know, I'm still working on the need to, um, and I'm good at it, but there's still this little smidgen that I want to get rid of, of that appearance of looking busy to appease others' opinions of my productivity. Right. I still struggle with that a little bit. A lot of what I do is sedentary, both for medical, physical reasons, or because the work is just fucking sedentary writing is not something that looks like you're doing shit i could do that in my bathrobe in my comfy chair right so, and i mean who said that sitting down uh, is necessarily worse than standing up and who's timing you to see how much of your time is sitting down or not and, and you know i mean and, just yeah and endless, no one like, and no right? one and the yeah. answer is no one right and it's all in my head and and it's from well, a childhood <laughs> Well, a big part of it is from growing up in a household that if you didn't look busy when people came home, right. there was hell to pay. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, like literally when you saw the car pull in the driveway, we scattered. Yeah. It was that kind of. Right. So, you know, I, that's I can just relate my... to that. Is the yeah. vacuum living then... is, is the living room vacuumed? Oh, I, I was in charge of the motherfucking bookshelf that had 8,000 books that always had to be dust free. Right. So there was no time that that couldn't be brought up if I said I had everything done. There was right. always the dusty book. Something to be done. Some, 
something to be done. So yeah, that's my own little thing, but I'm aware, I am self-aware of when I do it. Right. And then I flip off the air and I keep typing, you know, something, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But yeah, we all have stuff. And like I said, there's no timetable that says because you decide. And I think that's how we got onto this conversation too. But there's no timetable that has to decide how quick all that happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I have to also, even though I have been working on this feeling like I need to look busy issue most of my adult life and no, I'm not quite there yet. I still find myself peek out the curtain. If I think a car is pulled into the driveway mm-hmm. and then I have to stop and have the little thought, but I also, I'm not going to beat myself up about not being there yet. And that step. Sometimes people are like, well, I should be over this by now or right. I've been working on this for a year and I've got nowhere. Well, no, you've worked on it for a year. Yeah, <laughs> you've gotten somewhere. Be be okay with it taking some time. It takes time sometimes. Yeah. And then also on the other side of that, though, for me, self care says if you feel cool to keep moving right now, keep moving. That's cool too. You're good, right, you're good, baby? <laughs> self awareness. Self awareness. Self awareness. Just know how you feel and 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 proceed. It's not just how you feel. Because too many people get stuck in the feelings, you know what no, I'm saying? No, no, no. But it's about processing it, how you need to process it and allowing that to be what it is. And being kind to yourself about it, I think, is more it. And I think just being aware that there's not a timetable is part of the kindness. Don't go back into a cycle of, well, I should, if I wasn't such a fuck up, I'd be over this by now. So obviously I can't be cured mm-hmm. cycle of, you know, you get back to just because you haven't progressed to where you think you should have by now. Right. You know, I think of, you know, I've done and you've done, we've both taken a lot of online courses for furthering our education. Mm -hmm. And we've seen people in these groups who think, and I don't think either of us have ever joined any of these groups with these expectations, but we both have seen people in these groups who feel like, well, I finished the class tomorrow. I should be rolling out programs that make $10,000 a week or, you know, they, they right. have this expectation that because they finished the class <laughs> that they will be able to use this and then immediately be as super successful as the teacher was millionaires the by the end of the year right. or whatever. Right. And I'm exaggerating, but or master coaches and yeah. with a full roster. So yeah, there is some, yeah. um, some work you have to do the work a lot of work to it i mean that's the thing right um so back to self-care which is our topic Mm -hmm. today and officially our topic is about cannabis and self-care right so one of my discoveries over this past little bit of time here where i needed to have a little self-care time um and dig into you know what i really wanted I also was, you know, I was having a little bit of uh, some sadness and da 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 whatever. So I was allowing myself the time to just relax my body, relax my mind. I was using Indica's throughout uh, that period for a little while, you know, just to basically just uh, let my body, like, breathe. I'm going to uh-huh. just say that, right? Um, slow and Slow easy. all the way down and just get down to the basics like let's just breathe through this 
for however long it takes. So indica, indica, indica for however long, a couple of days, you know, that's actually all just a couple of days. Um, and then it was like, okay, now I'm ready to think about this and process it and really act on it. So I'm a switch. So sativa switch over to my sativas. You know, this is real self-care is understanding the medicine you're actually taking, using it to your benefit, uh, to help you. You can only do that if you do your research. And we've talked about that before really means just writing down, you know, what you buy, the effects you feel, um, where you buy it, where you buy it, you know, who you buy it from or who grows it. At least if you can get that information, that's really ideal. If you can get testing information, you know, write down any information you can, but the more you document what happens, uh, the more you can use it to live your best life. You know, absolutely. Like, um, today I was like, okay, I told my husband a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, keep your eye out for some clementine because that's really a strain I like for when I need to get my creative vibe on. And I knew that coming into Monday today, uh, well, for y'all, it's Thursday. Hi, Thursday. How's it? Is it? <laughs> but winky, us, winky. Winky, winky. For us, it's Monday. Uh, I knew I was going to need to be able to get my creative, you know, juices going. I had a lot of work to dive into. And so that's exactly what I brought. You know, that he found some, brought it, and, that, and that's what I have. And so self-care is, again, dependent on you understanding, knowing what you want who you are, what you want, what you're bringing to the table, etc., and giving yourself what you really need. Sometimes what you need is to just be in bed for a day or two right. or right. a week. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say for do it for a year. Uh, I do want people to seek healing uh, when they're in depression or, uh, or other physical or mental ailments, but... Um, yes, you this know, is not give medical advice. Time. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but not, just listen to doctors. your, yeah, listen to what you need and honor it. It's okay. Whatever it is that your body tells you you need, whatever it is your mind tells you you need right now, it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Just trust that voice, you know, give your body what it needs. That's one of the things, especially for people who are dealing with chronic illness um, that was a lesson I had to learn early on in the first couple years of my illness when I was the most sick was the first five years. And I had to learn that I got the kids up, got them to school. I went home, I went to bed, straight to bed from the time I got home to the time it was time to leave to pick them up so that I had the energy in the evenings to be their mom. And then the minute they were in bed, I was in bed. And it took me a long time to realize I couldn't have um, everything I wanted just because I wanted it. <laughs> there was there was a body involved that had an opinion. Right. And I had to listen to that stuff or I couldn't do anything. It wasn't like I could just push through. And people keep thinking they're just going to push through an mm-hmm. illness and find out they prolong the illness right. or they aggravate it and make it worse. Right. It's, it's to no one's benefit if you ignore your body when it says rest. Right, right. We're having a conversation with another coach online today, and his topic of conversation was 
about people who resent people who believe it has to be hard resent those of us who it's easy for or something like that um basically saying you know some people just think the world is hard and everything has to be hard and because they think it for you in their opinion and their little perfect vision of you that it's somehow just easy I don't look like I'm busy all the time. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean I'm not killing it and that I'm not getting great shit done or healing people. I'm not saying I'm not saying that as I'm bragging that I am. I'm just saying you don't know. You don't know what I'm doing. Right. And just because you feel that the world has to be hard doesn't mean everybody does. Yeah. So let's uh, take a quick break really quick. Let a sponsor talk for us and we'll come right back. Catch you on the other side. Gotcha. Bye. You did. Here I am. We're back. Good deal. We're back. So self care. We got so deep today. We did. I mean, wow. But I think that is where we, I mean, just because we talk about cannabis-related information all the time doesn't mean every conversation is totally cannabis all hour. Right. Um, I mean, that's not real life. <laughs> that cannabis w- can work into all this is, you made the perfect wrap-up point there, was a lot of this information that we share about cannabis knowing and research and you know keeping records about cannabis stock about cannabis health is all you could have the same conversations and take out cannabis you could use it for another product or for no product a lot of this conversation um which is part of the whole point is more mainstream than people want maybe or understand right it's it's a more of a holistic lifestyle and not an intoxication right. based lifestyle. It's, it's more like uh do you prefer to drink iced tea or Coca-Cola? <laughs> you know? Right? <laughs> it's no problem, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. choices. I mean, some of them are problems. Coca-Cola is a problem. People don't drink Coke. <laughs> don't sue right? me, Coke. <laughs> But you, uh, I think you, you nailed it with the, you know, know your strains for the time of day and for your needs. We right. talked about resting and listening to your body. We talked about, you know, deciding what you want. And self-care is going to be hard to accomplish if you don't even remember what you like. And that's, like I said, where I personally was in the self-care. And for me, you know what self-care is now? It's. I have, (laughs) Bridget knows I'm a total news geek right now, so I have my favorite news shows recorded, (laughs) Right. and I have those as my lunch break, I have like three shows, probably three hours recorded a day, but I can fast forward, so it actually is, you know, maybe an hour and a half total of information, if I watch all. Right. So 
I have those little nuggets to go and sit down and I know that I have to take a break. I've hurt myself too many times now pushing through that I'm aware of what my body wants on that level. And then I know what I like, which is I like to be caught up on my little news programs so I can do those two things, what my body wants and what I like tie them together for me that's one of my self-care things right my, my other big self-care thing personally is um my dinners at night i'm a terrible eater <laughs> <laughs> and i am i'm just i'm just yeah. not that's and it's not a choice it's more of a physical reaction and again it's a behavioral avoiding pain behavior so i have Every night, pretty much, and I remember I am a restaurant owner <laughs> who could have her chef make her dinner every night and send it home with her husband anytime. Every right. Every night. Um, I make dinner for us from scratch every night. Sometimes I make pasta or ravioli from scratch for dinner or, you know, but for me, that's my self care. I know that my stomach is going to be fine with pretty much everything I consumed unless it's an off day. Um, and I don't have to worry about eating that food. So it's a, a non thought for me and it's a more peaceful. Yeah. So, for, you know, it's, it's not a big ritual. It's not a big, huge thing. I know I like to cook. I like to eat good food and I can only get good food. It seems if I make it myself. So that's my self care. What's a couple things that are just normal things that you do or found? I know one of them. I know one of them right off the top of my head. What's that? Gardening. Gardening. For sure, that is a big self-care activity for me. I love gardening. I love growing things. I love it when they survive. I hate it when they die. Uh, but most of them survive, so that's great. Um I wouldn't say I have a green thumb yet, but I hope to. Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant in the self-care game. Right, right. None of it's us not are... even about that, truth be told, for sure, actually, because, yeah, I've, I mean, I actually have killed, grown and killed lots of things, and I just don't care. I grow it, and I have it, and I do what I do with it, and then they die, and it's no big deal. We just move on to the next season, the next harvest. It's no big deal, actually, in a gardening world. Death is I kind of a bake. part of life in gardening, which is beautiful. Eight years ago, if you asked me to bake you something, I'd give you the address to Carl's Bakery. Right. You know, and now I have a bakery. Right. So it's just practice. Practice, yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a great self-care thing. And it's something that you found that you enjoyed that yeah. made you feel calm and connected and balanced when you did it. Yeah, and, and another we'll... big one for me is waterways, we like to call them. <laughs> I believe in the power of water. <laughs> and I right. really, really like going to, and, and I've learned to love, you know, any body of water that's significant. I mean, honestly, even a small body of water can do the trick if it needs to. Um, but Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert and Martha Beck did a big, a whole section of their conversation together that I got was lucky enough to go to in the spring in Scottsdale and they did a whole thing about water and attraction to water and why we move towards water and why we need to be near it and Absolutely. it was really cool it might be on YouTube somewhere or 
either of them, but yeah. Yeah. I so haven't heard either of them, but I definitely understand that for myself. And so, yeah, when I need uh, the balance, you know, I'll definitely go to a waterway of some sort and just, you know, this depends on what kind of waterway it is, how I'll interact with it. But that's why I live in a neighborhood with a pool, community pool, that's always nice and clean because I can always just go float in water right. any day, anytime I want. So self-care, you know, that's one of the things I did is, is get a place with, with water that I could go. And I bet to. you, I bet you a lot of our listeners have things that they do that they don't even realize they're, that when they do them, it is an act of self-care right. when they and that maybe if you just focused on that right a little bit more or or um, allow yourself to use it right because i see it's crazy here i live in a neighborhood now granted it's a kind of a small neighborhood which is part of what we liked about it right and it has one pro- pretty large community pool for this relatively small neighborhood but when I tell you that we're usually the only people there, it's not an exaggeration. Like me and my daughter are literally the only people there nine times out of 10. Nobody else in the neighborhood even comes hardly ever. So it's like people will do things for themselves in like the Bible. Cause that's my form of reference says they have a form of righteousness, but deny its power. Right. It's kind of like that, like you do the self care, but then you don't actually tap into it when you need it. So right, it's important to actually right. like do that then <laughs> go to and the pool. If that's self care yeah, for you <laughs> play with, I have, um, I sculpt and I don't do it for anybody. Yeah. I don't show them or do anything self-care. with them. And I found them moving and now I have handy, I have tools handy Yeah. that if I'm just sitting here and need to take 15 minutes, I will sit down and carve me out an eyeball on a piece of clay exactly. or I have my coloring books handy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Remember that the, some of those things that you like to do, it's, it's okay to do them. Yeah, it's okay it's to make time it, to do them. Like you mentioned, you might only have 15 minutes or whatever. Like it's okay if it's only a five or 10 or 15 minute period of time that you have uh, to do a, a self-care moment. Like that's all right. Just grab it anyways and do it. I literally have gone over to California before. There was There's times when I'll go over there because I need to go to the ocean, right? But, yeah, my, Michelle too, my girlfriend. Yeah, but the friends I stay with over there don't stay close to the ocean. They stay, you know, way over in the valley or whatever, or not in the valley, but um, in the on the east side, right? More, and so it's a long ass trip to the ocean still, right? And for the people that live there, it's like, oh man, you know, okay, we can go all to right. the ocean, but it's a big deal. It's like a whole hour each way, and they just don't want to do it all the time. Uh. I'm like, no, we're getting in the car. We're driving an hour each way. And if I only have five minutes at the other end, then, oh, okay. Like, I literally am at this point, like, I don't care. If that's what I can get, that's what I'm going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, I came here like, eight hours for. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. So you do what you want. But this is happening. <laughs> uh, so you yeah. got to, you know, fight for your fight for your inner child to get what she or he or they need. Want. Yeah, and want, exactly. It's okay to want. Yeah. And and you know, it's okay to not want to uh smoke 
and want to be able to use concentrates in different forms. It's okay to want to cook it into your delicious food so that you don't even have to hardly, you know, think about it. Think yeah. about it, right? It's great. It's it's great if you want to have it in a form. I'm gonna just put this out here that is super easy to dose with at any time and super unimposing to microdose with, like our tincture that we right. have the recipe for. I know that's a shameless plug, but the truth is I love my tinctures. And going back to what I was talking about, about knowing the strains and how they affect you, I have strain-specific tinctures, you know, and basically what I did is I take an ounce of medicine or a half ounce or however much it is, and I turn it into a year worth of medicine of that specific strain anytime I kind of like just want to be able to tap into that, boom, I have my tincture. I have my Durban poison tincture, you know, anyways. So agreed. And that's really the point that I think when we made the tincture class, I was trying to get across to people about the being able to microdose. And it, right. it really is an effective way. A lot. I, I'm probably go out on a limb and say that my endocannabinoid system is, well loaded and loaded, could probably right. be easily um, benefited by a desensitization week or two. Right. Um, and which I do. Maybe we'll have that. to do one. Maybe we should air. Maybe we should podcast during that week a lot or two. maybe we should both do it together. Well, my big thing is my levels of pain and nausea are under control right so right. and no other medicine would say oh just stop doing it for a seven days or 14 days or 30 days right and i do think you know like when i was a cigarette smoker and i was a cigarette smoker for 30 plus years um i never smoked more than a certain i don't think i ever went over a pack a day that was my maximum at my heaviest but it was never more than that that wasn't ever a thing do you know what i mean like uh -huh. the whole time and i think with cannabis now that because i work from home and because i if i'm leaving the house it's a rarity and easily planned for you know what i mean like right. i rarely drive anywhere anyways but i have no problem having the ability to plan for that and medicate appropriately right um but being that I also don't have to worry about having any gap in my pain control, I, mm -hmm. I actually it can kind of float around in my mind. And then I can kind of go, oh, it's time. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to think or plan or worry. That's the nice thing about tinctures. Now, I prefer smoking when I can smoke. Right. Just because I always like closest to its form. Tincture is literally the closest thing you can get next to smoking as because you're making your own tinctures sure and we of course recommend making your own tincture because you have control of the process and the ingredients right. and the quality and the strength um but then y'all like you said you don't have to think about that for a long time so if i was a person who had to be you know like maybe i'm in the office eight hours i wait till i get to the office i take a couple of my micro dose my couple drops yeah and then you know and i'm good to go make it through the day easy Easy peasy. I mean, yeah. I haven't had one single person uh, overdose, so to speak, on the tincture that I made. You know, I've let a lot of people try it a little here and there. All card holders, of course. Of course. Um, 
but you know they're always like oh don't give me too much don't be too you know don't like like they're kind of wanting to feel high so to speak and then they don't and then like 15 20 minutes later 45 minutes later i just be like how do you feel and they'll be like i feel fantastic you can't yeah, know huh <laughs> do you feel high uh, no i don't <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i've had that conversation probably so 200 times. times yeah exactly right <laughs> and the it's always uh i don't feel anything like well that's exactly. what you told me you wanted exactly and that is the funniest thing right because so many people then don't try it a second or a third time or they don't want to continue to try it because they didn't feel anything and i'm like and their ah, whole goal was i don't want to feel it yeah. right i'm so confused by you right now but okay hence why i yes why i charge money to talk to people in person right 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 <laughs> someone asked the other day if they could call me um and talk pick my brain about cannabis and i said yeah no we don't i don't don't do phone calls (laughs) but you're more than welcome to email me and i promise i'll you know respond any question reasonable question i'd be more than happy to you know talk about and they were so persistent and i i'm usually a very polite person in person um (laughs) And I finally looked at them and I said, well, you understand if I stop everything to speak to you for an hour, that's an hour that I am not earning income. So if you email me, if I have a minute, I can shoot you back an email when it suits my schedule. You do understand that difference. Nope, they did not. They still looked at me like I was speaking some foreign language. I have struggled. Then I finally just said no. Yeah, see, I'm an INTJ, right? And so I've struggled with this, but then I just put in a system. I'm just like, okay, I have a problem. Create a system. Make a system. And my system is (laughs) I literally will, like, send people a link, an email. I will email them. All they have to do is give me their email address if they really are that persistent. And I'll email them the link to my calendar and to PayPal with the specific dollar amount that it will cost them to get an hour of my time. (laughs) Perfectly legitimate. Sometimes I will actually go into, I have an account on youcanbook.me, which lets me run my calendar through my Google calendar, blah, blah, blah. And I I can actually go in, flip a couple switches very quickly and turn it into a calendar that requires payment in order to (laughs) be on it. I will literally turn that thing on, send them just the calendar link and say, yeah, schedule anytime you want. And it'll pop up like, boom, this will cost you $150. Put in your credit card here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to you about it. No problem. I have sent a link to my cannabis companion page so that they can read up. And these normally are people that also refuse to do the basic reading. Yeah, It's like read on the page first, read the blogs, see if there's questions that you still have about the basics. Well, and and those people, honestly, they're not going to do any of the recommendations you give them anyways. So it's literally a waste of their time, your time. It's a waste of everybody's time. The people who pay me for advice, they do the stuff I say, period. They do it. They're like, well, I did pay her. Let me just try it. And I should try it. Yeah. Hmm. Success. Oh, uh, 
I was teasing a friend. I had done a photo um, for someone as a favor, a headshot. And um, I picked one and they picked one. And, and the one they liked, I said, well, you look almost just, there's just a touch, just a touch in your eyebrows that makes you almost look like you're being uh, like up to something. <laughs> and I said, this one, your eyebrows. And it was very, it was a very minuscule facial expression. <laughs> that it was just tiny. And I said, in this one, this area in your forehead, right in the same kind of area is softer. And I'm more likely to give this person my money. Right. That was what I said. Well, uh -huh. they picked the other person, the other picture. Cause they liked the chin better in that picture. Right. Which is fine. It's not my picture. I have no personal attachment to it. Sure. But I did say later to a girlfriend, I said, you know, I, I this is honestly though, why I quit doing graphic design <laughs> right. and artwork for other people. Um, because everybody sees everything differently. Everybody sees things in their own way and people would not just let me be right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's so fucking annoying. So annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, I went to school for this <laughs> and I really don't, but you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it was just not my thing because I could never figure out like, how could you even see that that's okay? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, funny. I don't. So <sighs> on that note, <laughs> it is time. Isn't on it? that note, I think it's definitely time. We've talked these people ear off self care with cannabis. You know, cannabis is not just some kind of, uh, Pit check to out dive into yeah to check out from reality that's not my reality with cannabis nope and so i check in yeah honestly and and it i can use it to help myself check into where i want to be because without it honestly i have rampant anxiety rampant anxiety i have clinical depression uh that they wanted to medicate me for and you know i mean that's the reality of it so <clears throat> I I feel like the, the the side effects here are less pharmaceuticals, less anxiety, more ability to cope with my real feelings, more ability to think through things creatively and differently, and especially when I medicate properly for you know for the the mood I'm trying to set, so to speak, or the outcome I'm trying to achieve. Uh, you know, it's successful. I have a lot of power in, in my healthcare when it comes to this particular detail. So I, I think that, that wraps it up perfectly. Yeah. I think that's a perfect place to end our conversation. Love is yourself. That, yeah. And that ideally this is a medicine um, that helps you check in and determine all those things that will help you with your self-care. Yeah. And, and, you know, self-care does include, like, get some massages and, yes, use CBD oil or I would use fully, you know, medicated uh, massage oil personally. Sure, uh, bath bombs. As long as, you know, the masseuse is okay with that, of course. They need to be aware. We've uh, done that. She loved it. Her bombs. hands felt better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. there's a ton of nice products happening out there now in, uh, the you know, cannabis, hemp. CBD, THC world, and I recommend all of them probably, except that, you know, as we've discussed many times, check the other ingredients. 
know your source. Uh, know your source. Yeah. Know, know your, your source, source and know your outcome, your your objective. Know what your objective yeah. is and work backwards from there. Try all um, that stuff too. That yeah, that's not that was definitely not our goal of self care. However, those things are fucking awesome. They are love them. They're love awesome, them. and there's only more good stuff coming out. It's okay now to ask your sources for test results. I mean, more and more people are understanding to ask. You should be asking and buy from people who have test results that they can show you are, you know, verifiable, so to speak. So legit, legit, yeah. legitimate. All right. Um, next week, we're going to be coming back about we're going to be talking about business, the business of cannabis and you know, how to get in the business. Should you want to get in the business? What's the, what, what kind of money's in the business? You know, what's the deal? Um, that's what we're going to talk about next week a little bit. And uh good thing we talked about self-care first because that's key. I was just, <laughs> just, just going to say, as you're talking, Ugh. my hand immediately went to the center <laughs> of my eyebrows yes. and my finger had to rub the tension away yes, rub as the you tension. describe next week's rub topic. Rub the tension. Oh, see y'all next week. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Jesus. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.